you ever struggle when you're feeling a lot of emotion and somebody just tells you, calm down, or list all the reasons you shouldn't feel that way? Nobody likes that. And yet, you know, as a parent, it's kind of one of the typical ways we deal with our children. But a lot of times, it's because we just don't know what else we should do or why. I'm Cheryl Lang, and I'm glad you're here. Because today on the Parenting Podcast, our recording team discusses this issue as we're doing a series on the best-selling book, The Whole Brain Child. The very helpful and simple technique we explore is when dealing with a child or anyone who's emotionally reactive that we should connect and redirect. I don't know about you, but I am really excited about doing this book read that we're doing, book club, (laughs) over the next number of weeks. Yeah. Using this great book, The Whole Brain Child, Mm -hmm. by Dr. Siegel and Dr. Bryson. Well, yeah, I I feel like I want to change the title to Whole Brain Person. Absolutely. Because it's really helped me with all my relationships, not just with children. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. And I know in in the book. He does directly talk to parents so we can become more whole-brained. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would call the whole series, Whole-Brained Parent. Right. Because the truth is you can't give away what you ain't got. Right. Well, and I just listened actually to a talk that Dr. Siegel did at maybe at a university or some some kind of center he did a talk with. And, you know, he's a therapist by, like, that's his profession, even though he does all of the brain science and stuff. But, um, yeah, just so applicable, you know, yeah. He, he, yeah. he really takes the science and the data, but then thinks about the people behind all of that and, and how it can bring connection between yeah. people and relationships. And I just really appreciated that. Well, that's what I like about this, that it's a really good mixture. All right, this is the science. Mm-hmm. And so we'll touch on some of the science today. Right. But that's what he does. He does a great mixture of this is a science and this is how it works, mm-hmm. but this is how you use it. Right. Yeah. It's a tool, not the goal, because the goal is relationship and about emotional health. Right, to helping. understand one another. Because he gives you the knowledge so you can understand why you're doing it the way yeah. you're doing it and yeah. why it works, right. and that's yeah. helpful. Well, and another thing he talks about is, you know, as parents, we we have to kind of understand our own emotional <laughs> baggage, yeah. damage, yes. whatever you want to call it, and kind of navigate our own emotional needs and have some healing ourselves yeah. so that we can then help our kids navigate their own emotional needs. Mm-hmm. And that's why, listeners, we're encouraging you to get the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Christy, would you recommend following Dr. Siegel? Does he do a podcast or was this a standalone or was it yeah, just Yeah, he, he had spoken good stuff? somewhere, but I, I know if you just search wherever you listen to podcasts, yeah, he, he has, sure, yeah. you know, yeah. he's been on lots of podcasts. He has other books that sound fantastic. I'm, I'm really looking forward to looking into some of his work. Yeah, me too, because again, it's approachable mm-hmm. and I can use it. Yeah. You know, it's affecting me yeah. instead of here are the 30 things you need to do. Mm-hmm. Right. That could it really is. impact. Well, and, you know, he tells a story in here of um, his own experience of being very triggered mm-hmm. by his son's crying when he was a baby. Yes. And when he shared that story again on this podcast I listened to, he was 
very um, apprehensive in telling it because it was a very vulnerable story for him. Wow. And I just thought, you know, this is a person that's done their own work and has worked through their own uh, trauma, really, is what he experienced and gotten himself to a healthy place. And now he's turning around and not just helping his own children who are now grown. But others, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's it's a heart's passion for him, not just scientific data that he's mm-hmm. passing on. And it's just such a practical book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the bottom line. I mean, you get some good science information at a layman's level. Right. But the practicality of just saying, OK, now this is how you do this. This is what it looks like when you're doing it. Right. Yeah. Like, well, oh. and, and not practical in a light way that doesn't matter either. It's yeah. like, these are life changing things that yeah. we are giving our children. Yeah. Instead of, here are the 30 things you need to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because really, you can use this everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can use it with your friends, your husband, your wife, well, not just kids. It's really true because we're talking about emotional health. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've mentioned it, but in 2020, when everybody was isolated, I did a program that was on relational wisdom and it was emotional health and I read books and what he's talking about here is information that profoundly affected me. Right. Because, and we've mentioned it previously, in Western culture, certainly the United States, we tend to be very, very fact-oriented, logic, truth-based. And everything else is second-rate a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you just stick with the facts and the orientation and the linear and just make those old pesky emotions submit. Right. And one of the things I like, because some of the argument, the more linear, do the four things, list type of parenting equipping mm-hmm. would say, oh, anything else is permissive and you don't care about your children and you're just letting them run wild. Yes, yes. And he regularly, almost every chapter says, you know, we're not talking about Letting your children manipulating yeah. you, or it's child dominant, and you're just yeah. letting their emotions run rampant, but instead a tool for healthiness, for balance, for mm-hmm. flourishing, and we're going to introduce the word for integration. Right, and and you're really re- equipping your kids yeah. for all of life's challenges yeah. because you know their behavioral issues are just challenges of how to navigate life. True, and and that's what he talks about the. Um, different types of tantrums, looking at the motive behind it and, yeah. and the reasoning of, of why they're either they're overwhelmed or, mm-hmm. you know, or they, you know, sometimes there is manipulation involved, yeah. but to get to the root of that and actually address it. Mm-hmm. And especially when we're living in a culture where it feels like everyone's out of control, <laughs> you know, you whether it's on the nightly news or in the grocery store, yeah. everybody, for some reason, after COVID sort of came out with like, I can express whatever I want to, and you have to sit Mm -hmm. through it. It's a really weird... Well, you know the phrase, wounded people wound people. And I think that's what we see a lot is hurting people that did not have someone to walk through emotional health in their formative years. It it leaves them floundering, which is kind of the description of all of us. (laughs) That's true. But this is what I love, what we're going to do, using this material, because we don't have PhDs behind our name. Mm-hmm. And so that's our plan is to start walking through. And he calls it um, strategies for nurturing your child's developing mind. And we don't know yet if we're going to do all of them. But what do y'all think if we like today look at that first strategy and talk about it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. apply it? You want to yeah. do that? Yeah. That kind of lays the foundation right. for the book. You know, and we talk about the brain. And I would think most of my life, 
I just thought of the brain sort of like a computer, and it, it directed and did all the work, sort of like my iMac, like the motherboard or whatever they're mm-hmm. called now. In my iMac, it figures everything out and tells things what to do. But I had no idea what we're going to talk about. Like, I heard the terms left brain and right brain, but I thought they were sort of static. Mm-hmm. And you either were mm-hmm. left brain or you were right brain. Instead of it's what he's trying to do is the term integration, that he is trying to say, let's use all the parts of our brains and bring up our strengths and minimize the weaknesses and then to be integrated yeah. directionally. He actually physically talks about the direction. Right. right. And I, I thought the same thing. I kind of just thought, well, you're either a left brain person or a right yeah. brain yeah. person. Yeah. And that's how it is. But I think, you know, we are dominant in one side, but we all have the access to the other side to bring balance. But we have to learn the skill of it. Right. Because I think that's where we get stuck. If you're a logic person, you don't understand or feel the need necessarily for the emotional side. Mm -hmm. The emotional person is like, well, you're so logical, you take all the fun out of life. Right. (laughs) Well, and I think we see that in marriages a lot because we tend to be, you know, opposites tend to attract and and we think, oh, are you an alien from another planet? Why would you think of it that way? And then we realize, okay, they just, they're not wrong. They're just different. (laughs) Right. Just for a little bit of explanation, he describes the two different hemispheres because they literally are physically to the two parts of your brain. And the left brain's real easy because it's just all L's mm-hmm. like left. He says it loves order, list, logical, literal, and likes things linear that they're in sequence and mm-hmm. order mm-hmm. and taken care of and tends to be for the letter of the law. Right. This is the fact. Mm-hmm. And we go that way. So that tends to be the left brain. And like you're saying, Christy, I thought you were one way or the other. So you would think someone who went into computers or engineering, that they tend to be more left brain like yeah. that. Yeah. And then, or a lawyer. <laughs> this is all the L words we can think of. And then the right brain is uh, sloppier in its definition. Creative. <laughs> <laughs> tends to be holistic. And then that the interest in nonverbal communication, not just words, mm-hmm. aware facial expressions, eye contact, tone of voice, um, not really big on the details as much as the big picture. And um, when something happens, focusing on the meaning and the feeling of the experience, right. not the one, two, three facts. Uh, which makes me think of you, Ellen, when we were talking about lying, how Mike would correct. Right. All of your facts, yes, because you were going for the big yes. story and how it felt. Yeah, um, and then specializes in imagery, emotion, personal memories. I just got this feeling, mm-hmm. which is not what the left brain says. Right. My how husband you... hates when I say that. I just have this feeling. <laughs> <laughs> We've been married almost fifty years, so now he'll stop and go, "Okay, what is it?" Uh-huh. And then it, you know, oh, it's usually see? legitimate when I have a feeling uh-huh. you know, about, but you know, but it felt very foreign to him in the beginning. Yes, I would he think. just yeah. thought, "Yeah, well, whatever." Uh-huh. Who's speaking in your ear? What creature from another planet? So, well, I was just thinking about this when I was looking at his definitions of all these, when it said like. The right brain, meaning and feeling of an experience. So y'all know, I just uh, recently got back from 16 days with my daughter, and the majority of it, we went and stayed on the island of Cyprus. 
And so this is the fact. And you have to organize a trip Mm -hmm. with your left brain. Yeah. You have to figure all the things out. And we did. And we know how to do that trip. But if I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to talk about the meaning and the experience of how it felt and the beauty we saw. And then I'll say, but overriding all of it, 16 days with my daughter, Mm, you know, just our being together. So I definitely care about the right brain aspect of it. That's what I carry in my memory. But had you not done the planning with the brain, it would not have been a good feeling. It would would have been a little chaotic. It would be a whole brain meltdown. (laughs) It certainly would. Somewhere on the island, you know. You'd still be there. (laughs) (laughs) So parents, we're giving you some of this uh, vocabulary so that you can absorb what they're talking about. Another brain thing. We've talked about the neuroplasticity of brains. Well, that that's my favorite word in the book, I think, because <laughs> it, it's the word of grace to me, because yeah. it's the fact that we can continue to grow and change. Yes. The more we learn and study and, and um, work on these practices mm-hmm. of emotional health, then we can heal. Mm-hmm. Our brains right. can heal. Our Literally. brains are pliable. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. But that's it. Actually, the neurons are how we think and use our brain, mm-hmm. the neural pathways, mm-hmm. and we can actually redo those. Right. So the example, and I can't remember if I mentioned it before, but when we're on Cyprus, they drive on the left-hand side of the road. And so we rented a car, and I, no way. I would never do it because that is not my strength. And so we had to continually reorient our neural pathways to think left hand, to think which way you look on a street, just all of it. That's just a really good example of the plasticity of our brains, Joanna dominating in that, having to do completely different orientation from the decades that we've driven and, of course, lived here. So what would y'all say? How do you identify with left and right brain? Would you say you're one more than the other or you easily move back and forth? I feel like I go back and forth, which maybe sounds healthier than it is, because I think it's dependent on the circumstance. I think I can easily get like locked into right brain or locked into left brain in a certain circumstance, whichever feels most coping and protective in the moment. Um, I mean, I, I would say definitely now more than in my 20s, I can access both and go back mm-hmm. and forth in a yeah. healthier way. But I, I probably in my natural state without any work towards it, I'm probably a little more right brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I'm very right brained and I don't particularly appreciate going over. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to find a friend that's left brain. Well, to play well she married Mike. Yes, that's so, true. So, you know. <laughs> Like, okay, I have to do that. Because if left to myself, I'd probably just enjoy my right-brainedness and all the activities and fun that come with that. And then I have, like, real-life things to do, like balance the checkbook, clean the kitchen, things like that. Right. But you discipline yourself. You do that really well. Right, yeah. Well, you can't function. I mean, you have to make a choice at some point in time, whichever Mm. you're strong in, that you have to go over to the other side, too. To be well balanced. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why he promotes integration. Right. Yeah. So we're talking about as adults, we yes. have to learn to do it because definitely I was subjective right brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm not artistic like you, but 
whole big picture and Mm -hmm. relationships and all of that. And if you all could see the video, my hands are going in big (laughs) pictures. So I was definitely very right brain and enjoying, you know, that aspect Mm -hmm. like what you're talking about. But real life forces you to function well. And and I'm like you, both of you mentioning, I can Mm. say, no, this is a time I need to shift. Mm -hmm. And I have to go into thinking mode. I have to go into logic mode. (laughs) And particularly, I will say, single parenting, widowhood, forced me so much of the time to work out of my left brain. uh, Because my right brain was connected to my emotions. The heart was really hurting. Yeah. in our family. Um, but I will say, like an unhealthy thing, because of the pain that emotions were, because of our loss and the grief and all of that, I would talk to God and say, couldn't you just cauterize the feeling part of my yeah, brain right. and yeah. let me only work out of yeah. like a computer, mm-hmm. unbalanced, not integrated. I wanted just the robotic work, so I couldn't feel. And that's not what we want to do with our children, and obviously that's not healthy. I think you make a really good point, though. Sometimes whatever we see in ourselves can be a coping skill more than anything. And he talks about in the chapter before about the river of peace floating down Mm -hmm. in serenity and one bank being chaos and one bank being control. And I, I think we do use mm-hmm. that control bank yeah. for yeah. self-protective purposes. Exactly. Thank you, mm-hmm. Counselor Richard. <laughs> All right. So one of the things that he did say about the right brain is children tend to be right-brained. And Christy, you said he said something on yeah. that podcast. Yeah, what was he was it? saying that the right brain is the only part of the brain that's active in utero. Wow. That the left brain yeah. doesn't kick in until much later, I don't want to misquote the age, but maybe up until 18 months, two years yeah. old, something like that. But you can really see that. Not not that right brainness is immature, mm-hmm. but children are feelings. Right. And, and that's why attachment and nurturing yeah. and safety and love are so important with mm-hmm. little babies, even in utero. Because they don't have a frame of reference yet to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when you're in utero, you're hearing, you're feeling and that's what those early years are, is that parent helps the child through the feeling world right? because they don't think. They right. just do. They just react in, you know, under two. You know, and I think it's so good when you think about that right brain. Some of our areas that we're frustrated with little ones is a tantrum, yeah. or meltdown. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what he's dealing with this, that they're so right brain, they don't have the tools or... Oh, a few episodes ago, we talked about lying. Right. And mm-hmm. I saw this applicable to that, that they're not thinking right. logically, diligently linear. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, I won the cookie and I ate it. Yeah. And I don't have to explain it. Right. Well, and we joke about, you know, kids in their toddler years and compare them to teen years. And, yeah. and it's kind of not a joke. You yeah. know, there's a lot of brain development happening yes. in those seasons. Yes. And, and so they are kind of clumsy getting through. Yeah. And, you know, their lies sound ridiculous because they don't understand logic yet. And, and so, yeah, it's a, a hot time for brain development. That's why I think one of the sentences that should be wiped out of parenting vocabulary is, what were you thinking? Right. <laughs> because the person you would ask that to was not thinking right. logically, 
linear. Right. And the other thing, I was still thinking of little ones to help them with cause and effect. Because that's a development of the left brain. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh uh-oh, that's a cause and effect. They learn early. And you can see that my grandson learned, uh uh-oh. And at first it was when it was an uh uh-oh. And then he started picking up a spoon and dropping it and saying, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. But that's that actual development of the left brain going, cause effect. Right. I thought it was fascinating. It's a new novelty. So too exciting in that time. Yeah. Instead of frustrated. Right. Okay, so let's focus on his uh, strategy that he gives in this book. The first strategy that he gives, because remember, the term he wants is integration. Right. That we want to be, in this case, he says, horizontally integrated because physically the right and the left brain are horizontal. Yeah. Actually, to the right and left of each other. Yeah. Don't know how to say that, but if you think of a brain, right. Mm -hmm. So it's a horizontal relationship. He says, let's be horizontally integrated. And so his strategy is parents need to connect and redirect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. That instead of trying to eliminate or ignore or wallow in emotions, Mm -hmm. we want to help our children by connecting with their right brain, which is being controlled by emotions, and then appropriately redirect horizontally to the left brain so that you both then can use words and logic to think through what's triggering or bothering them. Yeah, I I love this idea. And I, I think, you know, in some degree, I, I've done that, but maybe not as purposefully as <laughs> what he talks about. That's true. What you're really doing is, you know, when the child is in the moment of emotion or a tantrum or emotional outbursts of some kind, you're connecting with those emotions, those right brains, that right brain action of, I can only think about how I feel right right now and validating their emotion and then helping them after you've validated the emotion, help helping them access the left brain logic of the situation. I'm, I know that you want to go to the park right now, but you see it's raining and what would happen if we went out in the rain? Well, we'd get wet and we wouldn't have as much fun. Yeah. So let's wait until the rain's gone. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're validating their emotion, but then bringing them into the logic. Yeah. And you have to calm that emotion down. Yes. You know, whether it's your friend, a, a two-year-old or a teenager, you have to get them to a point where they can hear mm-hmm. and listen. Yes. And so by entering into it with them mm-hmm. as much as you can, then you gained access to talk to them and help make the shift to the other side. Exactly. Well, and that's what we want for our children. Right. Yes. And that's what's so good about this. Instead of quit crying yeah. or whatever it is, trying to stop the emotion mm-hmm. yeah. or pander to it, that, um, like you're saying, connecting to it. I hear you. And then when it's settled down and not right. triggered, mm-hmm. now let's l- look at how we can walk through it. Right. And your empathy in that moment is building trust yes. and relational yes. equity yeah, for future. Good. I mean, you're every yeah. every time we can do this, we're, we're building up trust with our kids right. because we care and we're connected yeah. now. Yes. And relationships with people. Right. You know, when I'm upset, I don't want someone going, now let's look at yeah. the four reasons <laughs> Why you shouldn't yeah, be upset. that's the worst right. feeling when somebody <laughs> does that to you. Uh, <laughs> and I remember with Bill, 
because of whatever it is. I'm running my children or the nightmare. Yeah, whatever it was. Right. Okay. When I was upset about something, yeah. definitely right brain indulging my emotions. And he was trying to connect and help me. So we finally came up with a solution, which is really what we're talking about here. And he would say, honey, do you want me to listen or do you want me to right. fix it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, no, I just want you to listen. Because I'm saying, I want you just to connect with me and validate me and encourage me yes. emotionally. And then we can talk about mm-hmm. it. Because um, he wanted to help. Right. And both of us were frustrated. Right. Because he didn't know how he's to do in, it. He's in helping mode. And Which is in, left brain right. logic. And, and you're in, le- uh, you know, emotional mode. <laughs> and they don't always go together. But, I mean, I think that's good when you learn how to respect where that person is at the time and wait for the moment, whether it's your child or your spouse or your friend, to be able to relax enough so they could come over to the other side. It's so good. One of the things that science has proven, though, is that men don't have all the connections, the bridges between the two hemispheres. Hmm. Theirs is not a strong connection. So women tend to go back and forth more easily. And so men tend to be a little bit isolated. Like if they're on one side or the other, they have a little trouble getting across. Okay. For example, with your sons particularly, um, if they're in emotion, they have a harder time finding the word to use for it or how to put it in words. Yeah. Or if they're in a logic mode, like Mike, Mm -hmm. they have a little hard time even realizing that there are emotions attached to it. It's significant without being crippling. Mm-hmm. But just to be aware, it's not the same with sons and daughters. Right. There's a difference. You've told me, like with Mike, how you've worked to help him get in touch with yeah. his right brain. Yeah. What My, have you done? Well, he's very left-brained, so very logical person. And I was so frustrated when we first get married because every time he would tell me something it was from that logic side. And I would ask him, what do you think about this? I learned to say, what do you feel about Mm -hmm. this? And then he would naturally tell me what he thought. And I said, I don't want to hear what you thought. What do you feel? And then he had to kind of step back and I could see his wheels turning like, oh, feel. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that was an option. I'm actually really mad. (laughs) But you're connecting to his left Uh and bringing him back to his right. Yes. So you're just doing it the opposite direction. Right, right. But, you know. Depending on where you naturally fall, mm-hmm. you have to help each other to get to the other side. To integrate, because that's Correct. the word I like that, because it's yeah. flourishing is what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's actually blending, like you blend your fingers together. Yeah. He's trying to integrate the both sides. So rather than just whole brain person, it's whole brain parent, whole brain child, whole brain marriage, yeah, right. whole brain relationships. Yeah. Like, and now he does it on his own. Oh, that's yeah. great. Uh-huh. became a skill. That he know he checks with his emotions now because of neuroplasticity. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, well, a lot of times you have to give your sons or your husbands words, which is what know? the next strategy yeah. is actually. Yeah. I mean, but you're right. That's yeah. a good connection because I'm back next time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is such good material. It is. Uh, I'm so glad because the three of us already are incorporating it right. in our lives. Definitely, and so, even us older people. You know, neuroplasticity. It's, yes, it's giving us, you know, continuing good tools and that 
just that reminder, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I need to do in this situation. And if you met a need of just listening to it, that's right. sometimes that's all we want. Well, and I think we remember information better when there's an emotional yeah. connection to it. That's really that's good. Probably that's probably really true. helpful. Or yeah. just like with our children in this, you feel mm-hmm. cared for mm-hmm. yeah. when someone connects to your emotions, yeah. you feel safe and cared for, and now let's move on to other stuff. Right. So we've got to wrap up here. Again, encourage you, get the whole brain child, and we'll be working through the strategies and come back to it. Is there anything else I want to say? No, I think so. Well, I feel how you feel about (laughs) this. So parents, remember, hang in there. Keep loving. Keep persevering because it's worth it. As you heard us all say, we just think this book should be renamed Whole Brain Parent, Whole Brain Friend, Whole Brain Person, because it's full of understanding and techniques that apply in all our relationships. So what about you? What are some ways that connect to redirect would be helpful within your family? We'd love to hear from you. Text us, contact at theparentingpodcast.com, DM us, or go to our website. Be sure you get yourself a copy of the book because it has way more information than we could talk about on the podcast. The Whole Brain Child by Drs. Siegel and Bryson. And I recommend you get a hard copy because of the charts and information you may want even put up on your refrigerator (laughs) or your bathroom mirror. Be sure to follow TPP. Next time, we're going to talk about Name It to Tame It. Hope you can join us.